You are listening to An Ounce, Season 2, Episode 16, Lincoln's Bad Apple. You are listening to An Ounce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. Hey, Jim Fugate here, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States of America. He led the nation through a perilous civil war and was re-elected to a second term. Today, he is one of the most admired and popular presidents we've ever had. But following the Civil War, about half the nation didn't feel that way. The feelings of those in the South were still very raw, and some of them were not at all ready to accept the outcome of the uncivil conflict in which they had been defeated. On April 14th of 1865, the president and his wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, decided to take in a play at Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. It was there that the president was shot in the back of the head by John Wilkes Booth. And, hours later, in the morning of April 15, 1865, President Lincoln died. How did this happen? Isn't there tight security around the president everywhere he goes? How did the assassin get so close that he was able to hold up a gun inches from the back of the president's head and take his life? Well, presidential security, then, was nothing like it is today. Back then, the White House was open to visitors. One could approach the front door, knock, and gain entry. The president often went out, and not always did he have an escort or a security detail of any kind. But on the night of the play, a security guard was assigned to accompany the president and the first lady. In that era, presidential security was handled by the Washington, D.C. police force. When the first permanent presidential security detail was formed, it was not considered an elite posting like it is now, and somehow a sterling character named John Frederick Parker was assigned to the squad. Up to that point, John Parker had a notable record during his career as a police officer, which included reprimands for berating and cursing civilians, being drunk on duty, and sleeping in a streetcar when he was supposed to be walking his beat. His excuse for dozing on duty? Well, apparently he heard some ducks inside a trolley car, and so he went to thoroughly investigate the situation. During the investigation, he became exhausted and fell asleep. <laughs> Gotta wonder how he, he was assigned to the Presidential Protection Squad. On the evening of April 14, 1865, the regular bodyguard for President Lincoln was sick. So, John Frederick Parker got the nod and was assigned to fill the position. He accompanied the president and his wife to the theater and took his position in the hallway, just outside the box seats. Well, Parker must have gotten a little bored. After all, he couldn't see the play, and everything in the hallway was quiet, so he decided to walk around a bit. After a short time, he found himself in the bar near the theater, the same one John Wilkes Booth was hanging out in before entering the theater. We don't know who left the bar first, the assassin or the bodyguard. For all we know, Mr. Parker didn't learn how dramatically he failed in his duty until he woke up the next morning nursing a hangover. John Parker was formally charged with failing to protect the president. I can imagine how an interview with the bodyguard might have gone. Is your name John Frederick Parker? Well, maybe. Who's asking? Did you have responsibility to protect the president, President Abraham Lincoln, 
on the evening of April 14, 1865. Well, yeah, kind of, but he's a big boy. He can take care of himself. What happened at the theater, Mr. Parker? How do I know? I wasn't even there. I was at the bar with the president's carriage driver. But I heard there was some excitement at the theater. <clears throat> yes, yeah, so, okay, Mr. Parker. But if you're charged with protecting the president, aren't you supposed to remain with him? Huh? Yes, Parker was formally charged with not protecting the president. But with all the hoopla, the death of Booth, the swearing in of a new president, the pursuit and capture of conspirators and such, well, they dropped the charges after about a month. And Parker continued on in his assignment with the presidential protection detail. Three years later, Parker was finally fired. Why? He fell asleep on the job. Again, why did John Frederick Parker act in such a negligent way? Why would those who knew his record place him in charge of protecting a president? Why was he not held accountable? There are all kinds of theories on that, and there's no way to dive into any of them in only a few minutes, but one big reason is surely incompetence on many levels. Incompetence may be rooted in many causes. Ignorance, arrogance, apathy, a bad attitude, to name a few. Sometimes it's the fault of the incompetent individual. Sometimes blame can be laid at the feet of those who could have made corrections, but chose instead to turn a blind eye or just tolerate it. The good news is that incompetence is almost always something that can be corrected. In this case, presidential security, and how it was managed became a higher priority. And with each successful and unsuccessful attempt on the life of the leader of the free world, the people who are charged with that responsibility get better at their jobs. They learn from experience, good and bad, to do better. So here's the ounce. The cost of incompetence can sometimes be very high, but it can also provide great lessons to help us do better. In your life, it's your choice. Go through your life like John Frederick Parker, never learning to do better. Or keep your eyes and your heart open and learn from your mistakes. Heck, learn from the mistakes of others, too, and choose to do better. And that's it. An ounce. Submitted for your consideration. On our next episode, we'll discuss the difference between an excuse and a reason. When we face unfairness, hardships, and challenges, we get to choose to use them as excuses or reasons. Which one will you choose? I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom an ounce at a time. Gosh, did that really happen? Yeah, I made up the interview, but but yeah, it did. It's amazing how we humans can be so blind to our, our shortcomings. Rush Limbaugh said, There are some people who are an order of fries short of a Happy Meal. And what is often characteristic about every one of these people is that they don't know it. They have no idea how incompetent or stupid they are. It's the exact opposite. They have the loftiest, highest self-image. End quote. We all know somebody like this. In fact, everybody is like this to one degree or another. It takes a lot of courage and honesty to be willing to see within ourselves and 
realize how incompetent we are. Jim, does that mean everybody includes you too? <laughs> yep. Dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.